Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What a beautiful picture. I've hidden your word in my heart. I was recently talking with a, a woman around my age um, who was recently coming back to the church. She had kind of wandered away from it for oh, close to 20 years. And th- this was a fascinating thing that she she told me. She said she hadn't been in church really since childhood. She had basically you know, forgotten everything she was taught or she wasn't in the the word every day. She wasn't hearing sermons, all the stuff. But what she did keep, what she remembered from childhood were some of the songs she learned in Sunday school. God is so good. That one. Uh, Jesus loves me and a couple of other ones. And those remained deep in her consciousness because she learned them as a child. And she would just, even though she was 20, close to 20 years away from God, away from the church, in the deep recesses of her memory, she she would be driving down the street, walking down a sidewalk, sitting at her desk, and one of those songs would come back to mind. And um, I just thought of that when I read this a minute ago. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The hiddenness, the secretness, the keptness of the word of God, the love of God, the gospel of God, if we can bury it deep within us. Um, who knows? It just might come back out and save us from sin. As it says here, I might not sin against you. Uh, gives me all the more motivation to keep playing those songs, singing those songs, teaching those basic biblical truths to our children in our church, that they might come back someday if they've wandered and bring those, those people home. You know, you, you and you've talked about the um, prodigal son or, uh, as Tim Keller might say, the prodigal God. Um, uh, you know, you have a very unique uh, uh, background that uh, that brings you to the, the ministry at uh, Stanwich Church. Um, and it's probably somewhat unlike the background of most of the people that are congregants yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because the story you told about... Uh, this I would consider somewhat young lady, woman, mm-hmm. uh, is the common story today. Uh, right. It's not that I wasn't in church. Actually, church had a huge influence on me when I was young. I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I never, uh, I really never learned why this was important. It was just important because it was culturally important. You're a certain class of people, you go to church, usually a, a fairly mellow denomination that doesn't ask too much of you. But when life takes over, in other words, you, you grow older, you finish college, you're in the work world, wherever you are, whether you're working on a farm or working in a, a skyscraper, uh, you there's nothing to keep you bound to what you had learned as a child, except deep within your subconscious, deep within your heart, which has always been there, a love of God, a, a 
need to have God. It's always, it's there. God did not, God put eternity in the hearts of men, which simply means that while we had fallen away from God, and I think I've said this before, uh, we now had a bifurcated heart. There was a desire for a human idea of freedom and God's freedom from sin. And these things collided. It collided in my life. And when I came out the other end of it, having gone through a series of miracles and other things, how, when I came out, I was, it was, I was ready to take the Bible and church and the people in church seriously. Hmm. But it came later. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it really doesn't matter. I mean, Jonah wasn't young. He may have been very religious, actually. Uh, God calls him and he, he goes somewhere else. But you, you can just take it anybody's life. Um, there's always the chance that they're uh, going to voluntarily leave, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the embrace of God and, and that, that wholeness of heart that, that while they have the potential for sin in their heart, they also have a very strong potential for love of God. Mm-hmm. And it comes to different people in different ways. But for me, it came later. For you, it came earlier. And you know, I think the takeaway for me and for any, any of mm-hmm. us um, is to play the long game with people. You know, if somebody storms out of the church or drifts away from the family or says they don't believe in God anymore, just keep loving them. You know, it might be five years from now, it might be 20 years from now. Maybe they, maybe they drift back, maybe they come back, but it, it will probably have to do with our consistent love for them or their, you know, what they remembered about being loved when they were with us. So play the long game when, uh, when you, when you have that urgency to try to fix people right away, let's just love people in long, long term. I'm praying that God will give me the long game. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> He's already. You've already thank lived you, a wonderful life. Thank you, ladies life. and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>